Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Tuesday, March 30th. Before we get started today on the show, we have got a special announcement coming up tomorrow, Wednesday's edition of the 440. We will have a new product for you guys, and we are very excited about who's going to be doing it, and let's just say soccer fans in this town should be excited. Today on the show, half of the Final Four field is set. The other half will be decided tonight. The Nashville Predators try to keep their winning streak going this evening, but we begin our show with Chris Lee of VandySports.com to explain one of the most important Vanderbilt announcements of our lifetime. The 440 is built every morning for you by The Kingston Group, award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. We all know that building a new home or deciding to, to do a major remodel is obviously a hugely complicated decision. This is where The Kingston Group's process is what has made them successful. You will sit down with them, work through the entire project step-by-step, and that they can deliver exactly what you want. And you'll know all of that before you sign any contracts, before you sign any paperwork. So you're going to sit down with them. They're going to walk through step-by-step what it is that you want to accomplish with this particular decision in your home. And they're going to make sure you get it. If you don't like what they lay out, you walk away. No harm, no foul. But here's the deal. I guarantee you won't walk away because they're going to lay out such a perfect process for you. You can't help but invest in your home. They're going to do it the right way. And that is why we are partnered with the Kingston Group and proud to have them as our title sponsor here on the 440. Go check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. Go check them out, the Kingston Group. Vanderbilt held a monumental press conference on Monday, as far as sports press conferences go, about their plans to finally invest in their athletic programs. The university has earmarked $300 million to five different athletics facility projects. So, we welcome in Chris Lee of VandySports.com to better understand exactly how big of a deal this really is for Vanderbilt fans, and also to help explain exactly what Vanderbilt is spending their money on. Not a ton of details were laid out in terms of what's coming. I mean, I think we've got a hint. I I keep hearing there's going to be a new indoor basketball practice facility, and I think they talked about that. There's going to be some kind of a football building We don't know exactly where it's going to go yet. The sources that I've talked to believe it'll go in the closed portion of the end zone. But what was laid out was a $300 million financial commitment, some of that coming from the school, some of that coming from donors. I think some of that will come from bonds too. But Vanderbilt did say, hey, we're going to spend this amount of money. And if you look back at the previous decades, I mean, my goodness, this dwarfs anything the school has done before. So maybe not as many specifics as we would have liked in terms of exactly what they're going to do. But throwing $300 million out there for Vanderbilt, that's that's something we haven't seen in our lifetimes. So with that being said, just how excited should Vanderbilt fans be at this new desire to invest in athletics from Vanderbilt? Well, look, you have to be somewhat excited, right? Because they've thrown out an amount. And B, I think more importantly, the chancellor has... I don't know if putting a target on his back is is the right word, but certainly there's some factions of that school that aren't going to like that, right? It, it takes guts to have some leadership in that way, and I give him credit for that. I, I think that the devil is in the details, right? I mean, we want to see how these things stack up, and to be fair, you also have that against the backdrop of what Malcolm Turner was thinking, which was $800 million to about a billion dollars. Now, look, I, I will say this, that I don't think that this was necessarily close-ended, it sounded to me like they reserved the right to throw more funds at more things in the future. I don't know if that is 
accurate, but the point is, so I think that's how you frame the discussion. But any way you look at it, you've got to look at it against the backdrop of Vanderbilt history. In that regard, this is miles beyond, light years beyond anything they've ever done. So, so one of the more important moments for football, we know baseball is great, but for football and basketball, one of the more important moments for Vanderbilt fans in recent memory. Yeah, and I'm glad you used the word football there because everything I hear is football is going to be the driver in a lot of things. I think they realize football needs to be top dog around there. I think they realize how underfunded and pitiful football has become. You've never had a chancellor that will come out and take a stand on that. You heard Nick Zeppos at times you know, would say nice things, but then run from the cameras when his feet were held to the fire. And you saw David Williams make a lot of vague promises and statements, but nobody ever actually came out and said, this is what we're going to do, or this is what it would look like financially. So yeah, I think it's huge. And they mentioned Clark Lee's name a lot too. They really feel like he's the guy for the job, which a lot of people share that sentiment. They felt like people were part of the equation too. They said that several times. It wasn't just the funding, but having the right people. Uh, They, in their minds, have laid out a very convincing vision of where this should go. And I think a lot of their fan base would agree with that. I cannot remember a more exciting press conference for Vanderbilt sports, Vanderbilt football uh, in my lifetime. And you heard you know, Chris Lee used the phrase lifetime there. We appreciate Chris Lee's time, of course. Make sure you check out his podcast. Uh, VandySports.com is the website, as well as Southeastern14, the number 14.com. Better late than never. Welcome to the 21st century Vanderbilt Athletics. This was always the question. They've always had money. Vanderbilt could always decide to spend as much as it wanted, and it's always had the resources to do it. And for the first time in my lifetime living in this city, I've, I'm almost 40 years old. This is the largest investment in in school athletics that I have seen from Vanderbilt University uh, in my lifetime. And I don't think it can be understated. The timing is clearly now. They feel like they've hired the right football coach in Clark Lee. They feel like they've got the right athletic director in Candace Lee. It feels like all the economic and social pressures have aligned and that it's time for Vanderbilt to join the rest of the SEC as it pertains to investing in athletics, their fans, their facilities, and their student-athletes. Let's be clear, though, about this. This does not mean a brand-new fancy stadium for all $300 million. What this means is facilities. Recruits care the most about the facilities. They care about where they're spending most of their day, not the one three-hour chunk on Saturday when they play in the stadium. Sure, that needs some upgrading. Certainly, it's dilapidated. But what's really important is going to be the the football complexes, the basketball complex. That is what sells recruits, and that is what Vanderbilt has been missing forever, and now it feels like they're finally getting into the game. So if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you've got to be extremely excited about the news from Monday's press conference. Nashville is back at the Stone on Tuesday night against Dallas after a very successful short trip north to Chicago over the weekend. The two wins over the Blackhawks gave the Predators five consecutive victories heading into Tuesday night's matchup with the Stars. Nashville has also won seven out of eight games and currently find themselves in the final playoff spot in the Central Division with their next five games coming against teams that are behind them in the standings. With both UC Soros and Pecorine carrying this team, anything is possible, especially considering how many points they've collected in the last couple of weeks. The Preds won each of the last two meetings against Dallas, both of which were on the road, but neither was easy. It took shootouts to get both of those wins against the Stars. Outside of the 7-0 blowout in the first meeting between the two teams, the other three games these two have played have been essentially dead even. Puck Drop is at 7 p.m. Make sure, of course, that you're subscribed to the Gold Standard Podcast, our Nashville Preds show here on 440 Sports with myself and the Athletics' Adam Vingan out every Wednesday. 
Houston won the first Elite Eight matchup of the tournament on Monday night over Upstart Oregon State, 67-61, ending the Beavers' improbable run. As a reminder, Houston's head coach Kelvin Sampson was fired by Indiana, who is now currently looking for a coach, for violating NCAA rules and was given a five-year show cause 13 years ago. And now he's in the Final Four with Houston. It's the Cougars' sixth all-time appearance in the Final Four, but the first since Phi Slamma Jamma back in 1984. As a two-seed and one of the better teams in college hoops this year, this run is anything but fluky. Many were calling for the Cougs to make a deep tournament run. I'm sorry. Houston will face Baylor in one of the Final Four matchups as the Bears won the nightcap, 81-72, over a valiant effort from the Arkansas Razorbacks. Baylor has not made a trip to the Final Four since 1950, and the program has been marred by some awful tragedies over the past few decades. But in his 18th season in Waco, Scott Drew has finally gotten his program to the final weekend. This Baylor team has basically been the second-best team in the country to Gonzaga all season and is now one win away from the national title game. And a national semifinal matchup with local in-state rival Houston makes this particular Final Four meeting that much juicier. Tuesday night, we've got two more Elite Eight matchups. Number one overall seed Gonzaga will try to move to 30-0 and get one step closer to their ultimate goal of winning their first national championship at 6.15 p.m. Tuesday night against six-seeded USC. The Bulldogs are a nine-point favorite over the Trojans. If the Zags win, it would be Mark View's second trip to the Final Four in his last four tournaments. Gonzaga lost to North Carolina in that epic 2017 national title game. If USC pulls the upset, not only would it destroy everyone's bracket, but it would be just the first trip to the Final Four for Southern Cal since 1954. The nightcap features one-seeded Michigan against 11-seeded UCLA. The Wolverines are a seven-point favorite, and a win would give Big Blue their third trip to the Final Four since 2013, in which they lost in the national championship game twice under John Beeline. A win for Michigan coach and alumni, Jawan Howard, would mean a trip to the Final Four in his first NCAA tournament appearance as a head coach. Nashvilleans should also be pretty familiar with UCLA head coach Mick Cronin and as he got his start at Murray State in the OVC and has brought his Cincinnati Bearcats to Bridgestone Arena as a two-seed just a few years ago in the NCAA tournament. This is his first Elite Eight matchup of his career and a win would obviously be his first Final Four appearance in almost 20 years of being a head basketball coach. UCLA and Michigan tip off at 8.57 p.m. Central Time. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Please make sure you stay tuned for the big announcement tomorrow. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Special thanks to our title sponsor, the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Be sure to check out the website. That's buildkg.com. Be sure to check out the website. That's buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.